Welcome to Rhema for Today. Now let me call your attention to this. At first God said, I, even I, am he that brought about thy transgressions, and I will not remember thy sins. Thank God for that. Amen. And I will not remember thy sins. Now friends, God doesn't remember that you've ever done anything wrong, so why should you remember? You see, if you can come to the Lord without a sense of sin consciousness, you can come with faith and boldness and get your prayer heard and answered. Are you hearing me? Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on praying with all kinds of prayer, Volume 6. Next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I want us to look for a while, first of all, at prayer in the Old Testament. In Genesis, the 18th chapter, the 22nd and 23rd verses, we find Abraham praying. He said to God, Will thou consume the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure, thou art fifty righteous within the city. Will thou consume and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Prayer is joining forces with the Father, God. It's fellowshipping with him. It's carrying out his will upon the earth. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, said, It seems that God is limited by our prayer life. He can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him to do it. Now he went on to say why this is, I don't know, but I think we've explained it to you already if you just remember real well. You see, God made the world, the earth, the fullness thereof, and then he made man, gave man dominion over all the work of his hands. Adam, so to speak, was the God of this world. Then he made uh, Adam committed high treason, sold out to Satan. Satan became the god of this world. He's called that in the New Testament. Satan's called the god of this world. Well, God doesn't just move in on top of Satan and just, if he did, Satan could accuse him of doing the same thing he did. But you see, he's devised a plan of salvation and sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and Satan couldn't touch him and didn't touch him. And through him, he redeemed mankind. And now then you see authority has been restored to us through Jesus Christ. And when we ask God, then he can move. Praise the Lord. Are you listening to me? That's why it seems that he can do nothing unless someone asks him to do it. You know, a good question would be, if he, if he can, why doesn't he do it? Amen. Isn't that true? But you know, we get a hint of it all through the Bible. And here in Genesis, and particularly here in Genesis, the 18th chapter, when God refused to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah until he talked it over with his blood covenant friend Abraham. Abraham's prayers recorded here in this 18th chapter of Genesis is one of the most suggestive and illuminating prayers of uh, the Old Testament. Now then, here Abraham was taking his place 
in the covenant that God had made with him, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. Abraham had, through the covenant, received rights and privileges that we very little understand. The covenant that Abraham had just solemnized with the Lord, with Jehovah, gave him a legal standing with God. So we hear him speaking so plainly, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? This is his intercession for Sodom and Gomorrah. All through the Old Testament, we find men who understood and took their place in the covenant. Joshua could open the Jordan. He could command the sun and the moon and the stars to stand still in the heavens. Elijah could bring fire out of heaven to consume the offering as well as the sacrifice, or the sacrifice and offering and altar too, as far as I concern, all of it. And then David's mighty men were utterly shielded from death in time of war. They became supermen as long as they remembered the covenant. If you read there in the Old Testament concerning the mighty men of David, you, you think you're reading after supermen there for a while. Amen, that's the truth. And as long as they remembered the covenant, they did become supermen. Practically all the prayers of the Old Testament were prayers of covenant men. They had to be answered. God had to give heed to their petitions. Well, now someone said, yes, that's under the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. Well, let's talk about praying under the New Covenant or the New Testament for a moment. The believer has covenant rights just as much as they had covenant rights. In fact, we have a better covenant, the Bible said, established upon better promises. We ought to be able to do all they did more too even in a greater way, because we have a better covenant, the Bible said, established upon better promises. Praise the Lord. Now in Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, the 25th through the 26th verse, God said, I, even I, that's Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25 and verse 26. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions, or sins, for mine own sake, and I will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance, let us plead together, declare thou, or set forth thy cause that thou mayest be justified. Now here's a challenge of the covenant keeping God to Israel, but it is also a challenge to the church. Now notice what he said, put me in remembrance. Now let me call your attention to this, that first God said, I, even I, am he that brought about thy transgressions and I will not remember thy sins. Thank God for that. Amen. And I will not remember thy sins. Now, friends, God doesn't remember that you've ever done anything wrong, so why should you remember it? You see, if you can come to the Lord without a sense of sin consciousness, you can come with faith and boldness and get your prayer heard and answered. Are you hearing me? You see what confidence that gives you? But as long as you come under condemnation and with a sense of spiritual inferiority, you're going to come tongue-tied and fear-filled and not get anywhere. But God said, I even I be that brought out thy transgressions, and I will not remember thy sins. Oh, praise God, that's shouting grounds, isn't it? I will not remember thy sins. And so he has no knowledge. I said he has no knowledge that you've ever done anything wrong. That is, providing you've been born again, become a child of God, or that is, that you've uh, 
even since being a child of God, if you fail, you confess that. Well, then he's faithful just to forgive you and cleanse you until you confess it. Well, you will be under condemnation, but now you shouldn't have any condemnation. Many people say many times when it comes to praying to receive the Holy Ghost or to receive healing for the bodies. Well, I don't know whether the Lord will hear me or not. You know, I've just missed it. I fail. I'm such a failure. I'm such a failure. Well, he don't know you're a failure, so don't tell him. Are you hearing me? Because he said plainly here that I will not remember their sins. So he doesn't remember that you've done anything wrong. Why should you remind him of it? In fact, it's not good taste to remind him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Because to remind him that you've done wrong, you see, is to accuse him of being a liar. Because he said, I don't remember, so you just don't remember. Now, with what confidence we can come then? Then notice that he said, put me in remembrance. Put me, God said, in remembrance. Now, what does he mean by that? In other words, remind him of his promises in regard to prayer. Remind him. Men who have been mighty in prayer, men and women, through history, not only through the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, but through history. Men and women who have been mighty in prayer have always been those who put God in remembrance. Have always been those who reminded God of his promises and laid the case legally before him. I told you one time before in the class concerning Charles G. Finney. He's known as a man who prayed down revival. Finney said, I had some experiences in prayer that indeed alarmed me. I found myself saying to God, Lord, you don't think that we're not going to have a revival here, do you? You don't think that you could withhold your flood tide of blessings, do you? Well, you said in your word. And I began to tell him what he said in his word. I thought of that as I read Finney's autobiography recently again to, I said in recent time to, renewing years beginning of my ministry I'd read uh, Finney's autobiography but I read it again and I thought about the scripture here he didn't mention the scripture but I thought how that the spirit of God was leading him to pray and leading him right in line with the word whether he knew the verse was there or not he was doing what this scripture said he was putting him in remembrance put me in remembrance now when you pray stand before the throne of God and plead your case as a lawyer that lawyer is continually bringing law and precedent. Now you bring his word. Bring his covenant promises. He said here, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou, or as the large of the King James translation reads, set forth thy cause that thou mayest be justified. And so he's asking you to bring his word, to put him in remembrance. He's asking you to plead your covenant right. God is telling you to plead your rights. Put me in remembrance. Set forth thy case, he said. Declare thou, as the margin reads, set forth thy case, that thou mayest be justified. Now here is a challenge of God to lay the case before him. If your children are unsaved, or whatever it is that you are praying about, find the scripture that covers your case. And then lay the matter before him. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family 
by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first in this offer is the USB drive 50 Messages of Camp Meeting. This USB has different speakers from the last 50 years of camp meeting. Also in this package is the DVD entitled Camp Meeting Then and Now. This is a video about the last 50 years of camp meeting. You can get all of this for the price of $50. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. If you need prayer for anything, yes. We have prayer partners that are praying all the time here. Yes. You can email partnerservice at rhema.org and tell them your prayer request. Many of them come up to my office. In fact, just before I came over here today, I had two come over my desk. I laid my hands on that piece of paper and prayed. Yeah. And they go over to our prayer and healing center. Yes. And they're there in the prayer center and they're prayed over there. We also would like to see your praise report. So if you just go partner service at rhema.org and send us a praise report. We'd yes. like to read those praise reports. That's I got right. a few here a few weeks ago. I got several across my desk. It's so rewarding to it read is. those praise reports. It is. We want to thank all of you that are Word Partner Club members with us. We want to thank you that are going to become Word Partner Club members with us. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 6. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.